Dueling Dialogues presents His and Hers with Grace Matthews, The Hammer, and Connor Murphy. Welcome to episode three of His and Hers with Grace Matthews and The Hammer in the heart of the USA, Springfield, Missouri. Hi, you two. Hi, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Not much. Same old, same old, same old. Yeah, when um, a virus is going on, it's really same old. It's really true. Yeah. Not much can change, huh? Unless you get sick and can't forbear. But um, we got a great episode. We're talking relationships. And if you are home and home a lot, then relationships are, that's the name of the game these days, isn't it? You bet. Yeah, if anybody's had to spend their last four, five, six weeks together as we have, then they have not probably in their lives spent this much time together. That's correct. Quite quite a learning curve on uh, both sides of the coin. Yeah. It absolutely is. And... um, uh, we're going to start today with a mantra. We're going to have a mantra every week. And today it is some people enter our life as a blessing, others as awesome. Uh. Oh, get silent. Yes, you know, that does. Uh, how many people have met someone that you get friends with and then all of a sudden your life goes absolutely down the tube like any faster than anything you've ever seen it's like they've got the point that it's <laughs> just like evil has taken over the body and transferred to yours and everything you touch everything you touch goes badly yeah yeah talks people is what you're talking about there absolutely um, emotional vampires you've seen them you've experienced them and do you run from them? I mean, some people stick around. Some people run from them. They haven't what, do, learned, what do you do, Hunter? They haven't learned their lesson if they're sticking around. Yeah, yeah. So you have to stick around as, as long as the lesson is still happening, right? Exactly. Yeah, makes sense to me. It's the way of the universe. But, Absolutely. Um, how do you know when someone's a lesson? A blessing. I mean, because let's face it, the lesson, the lessons can be very deceiving. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't have to be love. It could be someone that uses you in business. Absolutely. I mean, you've been to those meetings where there's six people at a table. Everything's going great. Number seven one, and it's a bad battery. <laughs> and everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Okay. Or it's just like kind of on the same thing. Everything's going well with this person, um, you know, and then something happens and then you start replaying back in your mind and say, huh, they were around then or gosh, they were involved in that. Yeah, when they're around something, yeah, something happens. I mean, I've, I've got friends that they can attract trouble with a capital B. I think we all got those friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got the men that they can pick 10 men, and every one of them are just alike. 
and, and they're besties. You know, I got someone very close to me that has done that. I, I can't even tell the difference between the guys, like they, how they look. They look alike, you know, and you can wonder, do you, do you learn? Yeah, you know, what attracts you to this? Obviously, they're not learning. That's the whole lesson in there, right? Right, um, right. There's a problem when you're not learning. You're not being present. You know, I'm going to start using that more. Sometimes I'm like, well, are they not smart? Are they not intelligent? I'm going to start saying, you know what? They're not present. They're not paying attention. I'm going to start assuming everybody is smart enough now, but, you know, may not be in the moment present, you know, right. paying attention. So I'm going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Yes, and that's what I think you should give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And then that is the true thing. You need to be paying attention to what's going on around you. And at the first sign of a problem, person needs to run. Run, run, run. Run, run, run. Because like nothing good is going to happen. Nothing. Right. Exactly. So let's assume you're in a relationship, you know? Uh, well, now I think we're pretty much talking about love relationships. There's all kinds of relations. And, you know, what are the 10 most common problems? We're going to kind of take this article that was written by I-Team. That's I, letter I-Team. And talk about what they believed were the common problems. First of all, arguments. Now, the team suggests you should have rules laid out. And <laughs> one of those rules is don't stare and stick. To, and the other one is stick to the point. Are you kidding me? All right. I can tell you for a fact that in a true argument between us, there are some words that probably couldn't be viewed, you know, on the air. Sometimes they do slow, but it's not, a lot of times it's not directed to each other. It's just as a point of emphasis. <laughs> but who in the world is going to say that they have an argument, most people, and don't swear, it just slips out because you're trying to um, emphasize a certain, of course, your point that you are right. Well, I think it's a little unrealistic. You're you're in an argument, um, you know, so you're already in that mindset and you're being frustrated. That's why you're right, in an argument. Exactly. So stuff going to be said out of frustration. Exactly. To your point. Right. Right. And sometimes you you run out of points. <laughs> so you just so you have, you have to come up with something. You, you know? have to borrow words. Yeah, you say, but 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 uh, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. Number two is communication. Some people are talkers and some are not. Right. This causes problems. It's hard to have a nice communication with somebody that doesn't talk. Well, talking's not the issue, I don't think, as much as listening is. Okay. That's a good point. However, uh, if, you, if you're only getting one side of an argument... Then, if you always are not answering question, not agreeing, not disagreeing, the person asking the questions is going to get nothing but pissed off right. because you they, you are giving them no feedback whatsoever. And I know um, Grace can uh, she wants feedback. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I do. Wants, uh, you know, and, and she's not always going to disagree, but she's not always going to agree. 
But the worst thing I can do is not to give any kind of an answer or go, uh-huh, boy, that is, that's certain, certain death. Okay. The IT has some tips if that becomes a problem. And there is this talk time. I've heard about this before. I've heard it called different names. But that's where you each get three minutes talk. This is not a debate. No, I don't think it is. I don't think <laughs> arguments are that planned. Right. Um, I, I think that would be great if you were like that. Now, another one, though, that I like is if something is really difficult, okay? Like it is going to be a, what we call here in the hills, a knockdown drag out. Right. You know, sometimes testing or writing an email or a letter might be a good idea. Okay. I, I'm not opposed to that concept. Now, especially, you know, you are, if it's, if you have one person that doesn't talk, maybe they'll write. I don't know. Okay, yeah. number three is growing apart. People change. People change at different rates. Yeah. You know, when you when start out, you're kind of the same. And then one person changes, and then you go, who am I married to? Yeah, that happens a lot. Who am I getting? That does happen a lot. And, you know, sometimes you got to try to make, play catch up. Yeah. Or try to find new ways to be together. I think that's the biggest thing that people have got that uh, maybe the, the virus has helped because the old standby of going out to eat, gather at a restaurant, the old standby of going out maybe and having happy hour, you know, things have changed. You couldn't do that for six weeks. And a lot of time, or a lot of places around here, you still can't do it. Right. So you had to come up with new activities that you can both uh, – Enjoy, and I think it's uh, we found out that uh, you know there's a lot of other things too, right. and, and that was, gosh, you know you start to pick good things about a virus, but there were some good things about it. I think couples have learned to uh, do and try new things, and uh, I know we have, and the, we have actually found some things that we truly enjoy. That I know on my side, if if some if and if. And uh, Grace had brought that up a few times about doing this. You know, it just didn't appeal to me. Well, when there's nothing else to do and you try it, you go, hey, this isn't a bad gig. <laughs> Good. Well, I'll tell you what a bad gig is. Number four, infidelity. The team says relationships can be rebuilt after affairs, but it takes honesty and willingness to respond. Yeah, it breaks trust, too. So, eh, recovery rate, I, I would be a small percentage. There. Yeah, trust is very important, and, um, you know, who knows? My two cents on this is that uh, I think it's just like uh, you, you, when you hit the rock bottom and you start in the bottom to rebuild the relationship, it's got to be just like an alcoholic. You know, the first day is the first day second day is the second day. you got to build from the rock bottom up and it's just got to it's going to be a slow long tedious process to win back the trust of you know, both partners absolutely absolutely and here's why you know a lot about traumas life events external pressures that impact your relationship there's a lot of people out there with kids right and tragic situations um one of these um, others will talk about, um, you know, Maslow's Pyramid and um, the scale of life events. 
that um, dictate problems because if you're in that flight or fight fright mode all the time, you're constantly on edge. It definitely affects relationships. For sure. And the divorce rate among people with those kind of stressors is very, very high. Well, sometimes trauma forces people to change or have to change, which complication, exactly. uh, you know, that what was that, number two, number three. So, yeah, comp- it, it, there's more levels to it, for sure. Exactly. You know, you can be forced into, the, you know, the, the stress of a, like a sick child, um, that is an unusual kind of stress. It's it's something that doesn't ever go away. There's It's not like it, uh, you know, is worse at, in the morning and not. I, I mean, it's there. The evil head is being itself around the door entire, the entire time. Right. You just don't know when it's going to jump out and get you. Right. Exactly. Number six, appreciation. I mean, we all forget to appreciate other people. I mean, are we really bad? I mean, I I think most people say I could be better about appreciating pretty much everybody, not just your partner. Right. You know, I mean, uh, I think that, you know, when with the coronavirus, we have remembered to appreciate people in the medical field. Right. In a way that we really haven't. Yeah. You know, you, you're away from your coworkers. Um, we have a pretty tight-knit group down there, and we don't have a whole lot of change at my place of business. And you go with, not that I have these people all the time um, after work, but at work you, you see these people a lot. You know, you, you do appreciate them. And uh, uh, Grace brought up a good point to me, and I made a, a con- to do this when I went back to work was to tell everybody that that I had missed them because I, even though I don't spend a whole lot of time with everybody, I did miss seeing them, their face, making sure they're okay, and just uh, the the virus has given everyone a different outlook. Just it's it's not the same. No, it's not. It's not going to be the same. That's for sure. Number seven, our favorite sub, sex. Okay. There can be all kinds of sex problems. We know what they might be. We know what they are. The eye teams just get a professional. Don't pull. <laughs> if you want, if one of you wants sex more than the other, get a professional. I kind of, you know, kind of work on it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, to a I just, happy medium, but I mean, there are medical issues, of course. I'm very leery about that word professional because you know? uh, aren't like. Uh, prostitutes can be professional. Yeah, yeah what professional? <laughs> you know, that's what you yeah, need. I yeah. yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah. You have to it's clarify what you mean there with professions, I guess. You know, that's true. I guess there are uh, degrees of professional, like degrees of, uh, of uh, you know, black belts, karate. Exactly. Um, I used to go to Layla Martin, tantric sex expert. She's online. You don't have to pay her anything. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Free and great. Fabulous. Watch her YouTube. Get her site. She is a lot of fun to watch. Hey, Timo, I can tell you for a fact, I laughed about it until I've seen, seen it in action, watched it. It's worth a try. <laughs> Good okay. stuff. Okay. Eight. Me. Yeah. You know, most everybody, according to the I-team, once every 10 days, has an argument over money. Right. Now that's that's really high. Um, I mean, I knew there was a lot, but some um, of arguing about money and 
you know, a whole lot of divorces end up, you know, because of money. And money is important, and, um, you know, we have to have. So um, I certainly don't have great advice for people about money arguments. You know, (laughs) and I think we all know right and wrong, and there's certain... um, subjective things you argue about we don't have to argue a lot about money. um do you think no no we don't we don't i'm a big spender um i don't think really either of us we are i think right. that, that, that i think a lot of the problem comes from money it's usually is when one or the other is spending it without the knowledge yeah of yeah. the other right and I so that's the problem that starts significantly you know I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't buy a beer without calling the hammer, but you know, you know. Well, just, I'm okay with this one, the the money thing. I don't have money, so I don't have a problem. Yeah, well, that's, really, that's eighty-five of the of the world don't have you know. Yeah. Right. Okay, here's a good one. Boredom. Long time for her to go through phases of stuck in a rut. Okay. Yeah. Get out of the rut. Change. Find something to do. Take it and let um deal with this. Uh. You know, watch Layla Martin. You know, she's like the answer for everything here. Right. So, you know, find something to do. Um, uh, lately, we have been making um, YouTube videos for The Hammer. Perfect. I mean, people love to watch his videos. There you go. Um, you know, there's all sorts of things you can do. Do yoga, meditate, I mean, garden. There are so many things you can do. Find something that you can have some interest and even if one person's a little apprehensive, if you're excited about it, they're going to be excited about it. Right. You know, being someone who's very OC, change is very hard for me. But I have really opened up my eyes to the change and found out that, you know, I didn't die. The world didn't end. Right. You know, and that uh, I've actually felt okay with doing something different or doing stuff in a different order or maybe instead of doing it in the morning doing it you know in the early evening it's just it, it, the world has changed now if we change with it um and especially couples if if we don't all change as us's instead of and not turn into eyes then right. uh, there's Relationships are going to deteriorate because there's not going to be the old stay by things that you've done for the last, you know, depending how long you've been together, 20, 30, 40 years. Right. And it's changing and you're going to have to do more stuff at home to stay safe. Right. And that brings us to number 10, children. You've already raised three kids. But it's hard. You know, it's hard to have time for yourself. You have to make your house, your home a haven. And that doesn't mean an expensive thing. It means the things you can do at home. It's not always easy to get a babysitter. Uh, we weren't able to babysitter a lot of time. And you always got to remember, they decide to have those kids and you decide to give up a certain amount of your life. And that's why I tell you what, we love our kid to death. But I'm not crying all the time for him to come back home. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm not. I, I wanted to raise kids that were healthy enough that they don't have to call for 10 minutes. Right, perfect. That's when you know you have raised when they can move away, they can go away, they can call or not call. You know that you've raised kids that are confident, healthy, and can make appropriate decisions and don't create crises for themselves. Right. That is very true. You know, uh, 
our kids, our three kids are about as different as you could get. Uh, we have a, an addict, a special need child, and a uh, brainiac. Um, right. So they've all turned out good, thanks to Grace. Uh, luckily, they didn't get any of their father's bad habits. <laughs> uh, she has done a great job with them. I was kind of along for the ride, but it is true. We want them to be able to survive on them. We know we're always there to support. They always know that if they need help, if there's any way possible, we're going to do that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's um, children, just like somebody uh, said, you know, they all leave home, but they might not ever away. And that's the way you want it. You don't. You want to leave home and leave the nest. You still want it to be have them have the ability for you to help them when need be. Right. Yeah. Okay, and that's up our ten problems that couples have. Uh, I just wanted to, and I'm not disappointed, but. Um, you know, we're, we struggle, especially in the United States. If we're fatter in the United States than you Canadians are out there, um, because you're feeding off the fat. Right. Except exactly where you live. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story you're going to have to explain to uh, this group of listeners, okay? <laughs> and another time. But, you know, today the average woman is 5'4 oh. and has a waist size of 34 to 35 inches. Wow. Now, when I was young, and I realize I'm old, but the average waist size was about 10 inches less than that. Oh. Um, I was astonished at this. Um, 50 years yeah. ago, the average woman was between foot three and five foot four, and her waist size was approximately 24 to 25 inches. She weighed about 20 pounds then. Now she weighs 140 to 150 pounds. This is age age 26. Wow. Um, you know, we are getting fat. The sugar, I don't know what we did to the sugar, because I certainly ate sugar when I was young, but I wasn't fat. Right. I don't know, but I don't know whether it's the GMOs or what, but, wow. We've really... Wine? No wonder there are so many people with diabetes, and, you know, as for the coronavirus, it is very horrible for diabetics. Diabetics yeah. have very little chance of making it. Right. And, and some... Places that's that what that's what's up. So uh, we need to get our young people to, um, I guess, lots of sugar, right? Yeah, sugar is bad. bad that's right. Bad. Yeah. Well, you know, sugar in video games. Yeah, bad. Not, not doing things outside. Right. Has been the biggest changes. You know, if you go to any gym and uh, look at the young women that are from 18 to 26 to 3. It's just amazing their poor bodies, how they have gotten so big at such an early age. And if, from being older and being a gym rat, they don't know how hard it's going to be to get that off. If it's happening at that age, they're in big trouble. Exactly. So take care of yourself. I want to repeat, some people in our lives blessings, others as a lesson. Know the difference. You bet. All right. So I guess until next week, Connor, we will see ya. Yes, you bet. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good week, too. You too.